0: Welcome to Screen Quest, a podcast where a fellowship of film lovers and armchair movie experts plays film roulette. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Waterman, joined by Mae Finch. Hello, hello. And we have Will Rotondi. Hey, hey, what's going on? I just want you guys to know that I finally reached the point where I can do that intro without looking at my notes. I'm so proud of myself nailing it <laughs> <laughs> oh man only um, took
1: 20 takes
0: <laughs> yeah only took 20 takes uh i, I think it's like the tongue twisty thing more than anything else like if i had time to like jot it down i probably could have done it prior to that but actually spitting it out uh in one smooth sentence is uh it's harder than it sounds uh, yeah, probably no, we, we
1: didn't really make a great like elevator pitch that rolls off the tongue it, it fits the <laughs> podcast but it does not roll off the tongue
0: <laughs> it, uh, it does now I, I i feel good about it um i genuinely do but it, it did take a little bit of uh time but um how, how are you both doing this evening we're, we're recording in kind of like a off schedule because i will be on a cruise for a week uh beginning this sunday um but how are you guys doing tonight good good no complaints? i am
1: here i am existing me
0: too uh it's that pre-vacation chaos we were talking about uh off mic here
1: i just think it's a long thursday
0: Mm -hmm. it is right i don't know if it's like because there's like the long weekends like always kind of fucks things up like that's a good um, point yeah but yeah so we're recording this the uh thursday evening after labor day to contextualize that a little bit uh always feel like when I record at night, like it has like a different kind of like feel. Like I feel like we're doing like a late night like kind of like talk show here. I'm dig- I am digging <laughs> that vibe. I-, I desperately needed to unwind, so um, I'll I'll take it. I got a little glass of whiskey here. Um, so yeah, I'm ready to get into it. On this week's episode, we will be talking about the Princess Bride. Uh, fair to say, it's your favorite movie of all time,
1: May? Oh, absolutely.
0: All right, May's favorite movie of all time. Uh, Of course, the prompt was more than the sum of its parts, so we're going to talk about uh, why everything works beautifully in tangent uh, on The Princess Bride. We'll also be drawing a side quest, as always, but first, uh, ask and you shall receive uh, roughly a month later, we finally have an update (laughs) in the form of a trailer little teaser uh for glass onion a knives out mystery so we are gonna kick it off with a little chat we haven't even talked to each other about this so i'm very excited to hear your impressions um i'm gonna go down vertically again from how you are on my screen so may uh you get first crack at it what'd you think
1: uh when they when they said teaser they they weren't kidding um (laughs) There's not a ton to go off of. It was cool to actually like see the cast in costume. I'm so excited to actually meet these characters. Um, Janelle Monáe is like one of my favorite people, uh, both as an actress and a performer. And I'm so excited that she's in this. Um, But I I will say like, I was getting kind of a vibe from like, and then they were none, the Agatha Christie novel. And I'm wondering if this is possibly going to be an homage or adaptation of that just because it seems like there's this big cast of characters in this house together. Um, And I obviously that there wasn't much to go on (laughs) with the trailer, but there does seem to be some kind of conflict and central murder mystery. And I just, I, it's one of my favorite Agatha Christie novels. So I'm selfishly hoping that there are some aspects from it.
0: Can you give me a brief description of, like, because some of them I know by names, like, obviously, like, the Orient Express and things like that, but, like...
1: A bunch of people one... are invited to an island mm. by... <laughs> the
0: track so far. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of people are <laughs> invited to an
1: island. They don't really know each other. They only kind of loosely know the people inviting them, who are conspicuously absent from the island. Mm. And I don't want to spoil anything, but someone gets murdered that first night. And there's still really no sense of why they've all been invited there, um, except for the fact that each of them has committed a crime in the past. And those crimes have been publicly announced uh, by a recording once they all arrived.
0: Mm. Very interesting. And, uh, I mean, your theory sounds there.
1: <laughs> sounds
0: sound uh seems sound. Um, yeah. Thank you. Okay.
1: How
0: do how how are we feeling like on an excitement level? Like with your sneak peek? Like from one to ten, ten being like you can't wait to see it. Uh, one being like you could care less.
1: I'm gonna put ten right now, just because I haven't seen anything <laughs> that is scary to me. Like, oh, I don't know how that's gonna play out. Um, I am going to cling to that excitement until I see a red flag. What about you, Will?
2: I'm excited, uh, just because it has the same feel to me, like the like the trailer for War. You know, the original uh, felt, and I have a lot of faith that Ryan Johnson will, you know, get the get the same sort of. um, I feel like there's the potential to have the same sort of magic that the first one had. Uh, I like the cast of characters and uh just after how goofy and entertaining knives out was i'm ready for some more kentucky fried poirot it's it's (laughs) did you
0: hear that he lost his accent like he he, like had to like yeah he had to relearn
2: it yeah
1: It's going to be like just a slightly different southern dialect. Yeah, it's like
0: Alabama now instead of
1: wherever it was. It'll just be a different state
0: like each time. Yeah.
1: I, I also know. love the name Glass Onion. It seems very much like uh, Benoitism.
2: Mm,
0: yeah. It's also true. a banger, uh, like all Beatles songs. But uh, that true. one in particular is good yeah. from the, I think it's is it Glass Onion i'm not gonna um demonstrate my uh put myself on a limb and and say what album i think it's the white album but i could be wrong but anyway um i think this trailer is a perfect example of what a teaser should be it gives you a little bit of the tone um a little bit of the feel without revealing any plot points which is what i honestly want out of a teaser and really trailers in general like for the most part um, Like I don't feel like I just watched the entire movie, which is sometimes how I come uh, away from trailers feeling like I saw like most of the big story beats right like I hate that so much me too.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> distinctly different feel like I think that's all to the good and honestly like a stupid thing but something that really gave me kind of confidence that they you know feel good about the movie going into like the marketing cycle and um kind of lead up to the release is that they are putting out in theaters as well so Mm -hmm. um i don't know if that was confirmed prior to today but i didn't know it prior to today so um the fact that they're doing simultaneous like theatrical and streaming like shows that they think this will uh make some good money and and you know be a decent film um so i'm ready
1: all right screen screen quest group outing
0: <laughs> that would be awesome. It's around the holidays. I will be up in uh Charleston like around Christmas, more than likely. Um, but uh if nothing else, we can always do like a rewatch uh virtually. Um my folks really fell in love with Knives Out like over the pandemic when things were at mm-hmm. like their most quarantine uh state. Um, I suggest that we do like a family movie night like remotely and Aww. that's the one I picked because I was like, I think you guys will really like this. I, I don't ask me why. just it's not overly like morbid. Um, but it is like darkly funny and uh, it's just like it'll have a lot of tropes that you recognize and feel cozy with. and it was I couldn't have picked anything better. They still talk about it all the time. So
1: it's adorable.
0: So I'm hoping to see it with them like over the holidays. Uh, it'd be fun. Cool. All right, well. Uh, if there's nothing else to add to Glass Onion, which uh, sounds like we all can't wait for, let's uh, let's draw a side quest. And another shuffle we will do. Ah, I don't know that we've had this one yet. So this is uh, Deus Ex Machina. So
1: Ooh. I'm going to pull up
0: my description of that, which is talk about a moment in a film where you could no longer suspend disbelief for the sake of the plot character so a little different than throw your popcorn this is more about uh not being able to suspend disbelief um maybe we had one of these i'm not sure but uh i'll let you guys ponder if either of you have something um let me know i might take a beat and think about this and cut around this so
1: yeah I abracadabra
0: have to abracadabra alakazam
2: boom someone's gonna put their opinion here I would have to say it's been a while since I've seen it, but I do remember this being a moment when I was watching it. I think I saw this in theaters. It was when I went to go see Die Hard 5. <laughs> it was like Die Hard. I was like a good day to Die Hard, I think was the name of it. And I had always been a fan of Die Hard. Like, I'll I'll talk about the original one, like All Day, Any Day, the second one, too. And you know what? Actually, even the third one. Um, but there is there's a chase scene i feel like is early on in the film and it's going on in moscow because the film takes place in moscow and i really don't remember the detail it's like john McClane's going to find his son who i guess is undercover in moscow it's and i wish i could tell you more but again it's been so long and it's like it's the one it's sort of like the last indiana jones movie where you try not to remember it as much as the others <laughs> but uh he's going over there to find his son and he gets into a there's you know like the obligatory car chase scene and he's in like an old rusty lorry that ends up getting smashed i think at some point during the chase and he just like pops out of that thing without a scratch on it like freaking superman and i just remember thinking you know this is the guy who got the you know the crap kicked out of him at the nakatomi tower in the first one you know like he was very much like the everyman he was you, you could empathize with him as a character he was you know, he was vulnerable in the sense that he could die, <laughs> and then at the at the end of it, not it easily like, though. As yeah, the title that's true. yeah, that's true. Suggest. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was like, you know, you watch this and suddenly he's become like a superhero. And I think to me, that was sort of the point where I just thought, nah, I'm good now. Um, so that was, that, unfortunately for me, that was that was kind of where I just sort of like, I didn't tune it out because most movies I'll watch just for the sake of seeing, you know, what happens, especially if it's with characters from a series that I've enjoyed so far. Uh, you know, I'll give it a chance. Uh, but yeah, that was, I there was just something in that moment that i thought no (laughs) this is not this is not going to go the way that i thought it was going to go unfortunately and i can't take it as seriously as i may have to try and be in that world you know it's suspending disbelief with the other films as they are up until that point Uh, it's for context for me
0: uh To make it that far into the series and finally have to draw the line, like, speaks volumes about uh, Will's, uh, really anybody's tolerance, like, and <laughs> willingness for disbelief, because there are some stretches in those movies up to that point. And so um, I, I kind of want to watch this just to kind of see the scene you're talking about, because, like, uh, it's the first Die Hard movie that I I did not like, I've made a conscious effort to, like, not see yeah, oh, And I think there was a sequel after <laughs> that, right? Like Live Free or Die Hard, right? Or Good Day so, to Die uh, Hard?
2: That, live Free or Die Hard, I think, is the fourth one. Um, okay. And so that was where, and I remember when that one came out, i think a lot of people were kind of apprehensive about that too like it wasn't as well received but looking back on it now i'd actually still include that one as one of the good diehard films like i really honestly i think one through four i like i could appreciate each one of them for what they are okay. but yeah the <laughs> i didn't see right. either of the two new ones like so yeah
0: uh yeah that's wow. that's
1: commitment i mean yeah i've definitely gotten into series uh series is, uh <laughs> that were that were not good. I just I got involved and I couldn't break myself out of them. Um I, I ended up watching Riverdale for a shame shameful number of seasons.
0: Noise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Decent things about that to start anyway. Like
1: the first season was okay. It was okay. It was mm-hmm. not great. And it oh it went, it went downhill so sharp. Um <laughs> Die Hard is actually on my shame list though. Um I will have to watch nice. it this Christmas
2: yes appropriate if we
0: if we do a month of December special list um you can bet it's gonna be on probably one of our lists will her eyes at least, hey, I think.
1: it's already but there both of your lists are just gonna be die hard movies yep. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just, well die hard one and two I think are both at christmas that's true Carol. yeah they're you Christmas two that you can pull from yeah. <laughs>
1: that's
0: right. oh. I'm ready. It's just, Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Lethal Weapon. Like, just all action movies from the 80s. <laughs> all <setting alone>. <laughs> all <laughs> yeah. oh, Good times. Excellent. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, sharing, And I, it, it does make me want to watch it more, kind of. So just, yep. just to see, like, where that line is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, uh, May, since it is your main quest uh, today, I am going to turn it over to you for a bit to lead us through the discussion of your favorite movie like no pressure there
1: uh Uh, yeah so the princess bride came out in 1987 it was directed by rob reiner and is based on a book of the same title by william goldman i don't know if you guys have read the book but it is i i would argue even better than the movie and this is my favorite movie Um, i'd agree so i would strongly recommend the book to anyone who is not even if you haven't seen the movie it's still a quality book but yeah it's a very interesting movie because it is in and of itself a like fantasy adventure romance um i love how in the framing of the film um there is a grandfather reading a storybook the book being the princess bride to his sick grandson and he pitches it as uh you know containing adventure and torture and <laughs> love and great heroic acts and has like a whole list. And it is basically the trope list for the movie. It's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and my, the reason I picked it for this category was because it is all of those things, but is also kind of an overdone satire of these genres and tropes. And it's just it's it's a very funny and wholesome ride the whole way through, and is very tight on storytelling. The runtime is actually uh, just shy of an hour and forty minutes, but a lot happens. Um, it stars Carrie Elwes and Robin Wright as the kind of central couple that is fighting for a future together, as well as Mandy Patinkin as uh, Inigo Montoya, who. Uh, I'm sure everyone has heard his little speech uh, by now. And it has Andre the Giant as Fezzik. And Wallace Shawn as Vizini. There's a lot of other really great uh, castings. Like uh, Peter Falk plays the grandfather reading the story. Um, Carol Kane and Billy Crystal play (laughs) an old couple (laughs) with uh, (laughs) some uh, magical miracles that the gang takes advantage of. And yeah, it's just, it's a really beautifully cast film. It is quite a ride. The basic plot is that Carrie Elwes plays Wesley, a farm boy. Robin Wright plays his kind of love interest. And he and she slowly fall in love on their farm. He leaves um, to kind of like go work on a ship and make money for their wedding. And she finds out that his ship was captured by the dread pirate Roberts, and as everyone knows, the Dread Pirate Roberts, uh, you know, does not leave any survivors. So she takes that as, okay, he's dead. Um, in the five years that quickly span, uh, she is spotted by our villain, Prince Humperdink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> humperdinck, Humperdinck, Humperdink, mm-hmm. Who decides that she'd make a great wife and uh, makes her an offer she can't refuse. Brings her back to the castle with him. She gets kidnapped then by uh, an interesting trio, uh, Vizini, Fezik, and Inigo Montoya. Um, They are basically capturing her in kind of like a weird false flag thing to to frame another country for her assassination. Uh, And it's revealed later that Prince Humphrey goes behind the whole thing, but They get tracked down by this mysterious figure in black and he bests uh, Inigo Montoya at fencing in a really beautifully choreographed sword fight. Um, He bests Fezik in a challenge of strength and then bests Vizini in a challenge of wits. Uh, Once he's actually alone with uh, Buttercup again, he eventually reveals that uh, he is not the dread pirate Roberts but actually Wesley, who has sort of become the Dread Pirate Roberts and was not actually killed. Um, A lot more happens. They get uh, hunted down by Prince Humperdinck. Uh, Wesley dies, mostly, and then (laughs) he's brought back to life (laughs) (laughs) Uh, by a figure named Miracle Max. Uh, He's now being helped by Inigo Montoya and Fezik. They all storm the castle in grand fashion, Get Buttercup back, and Inigo Montoya is able to finally kill the man that killed his father, which is an important subplot. Uh, and they all go riding off on four white stallions into the sunset. It's basically, the plot. Uh, if I missed anything, please chime in. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so lots happens in that hour and 40 minutes. Um, I think both of you have seen this before, but if you remember what were sort of your first impressions watching this film, like did you go into it knowing it was going to be kind of an over the top satire, or what kind of frame of mind were you in?
0: I first saw this um pretty young, like nine, maybe, oh. and ironically enough or coincidentally is probably a better adjective actually. um the way it was sold to me was very similar to the mm-hmm. Grandpa to you know um fred savage (laughs) like um which is like i'm like this sounds lame as fuck the princess (laughs) bride like i know i will not be watching this movie and my friend like quickly fast forwarded to like give me a little glimpse of the part with the eels he's like here's like an example of like and I was like all right this looks wicked all right like well, let's, <laughs> let's go ahead spin it up and the eels uh, sold it to you <laughs> it did yeah because you know I, we've talked about it I, like I got monsters behind me I was a big big into monsters and stuff like yeah. growing up like and sci-fi and horror and like action and all that and so um yeah like and then it was probably not until like high school where I like rediscovered my love for it like because of the book um uh in particular like uh going like oh, I want to read and then just being surprised at how close like everything from like the frame story like set up to like uh something like as simple as the the priest saying like love true love like they had written like that <laughs> and, like the book like um and then it was like man I now I want to watch this movie again and since then it's become like just uh, one of my all-time favorites like i've probably seen this movie like 20 times 30 times in my lifetime like it's a lot um i even went as wesley for halloween maybe i'll post a photo somewhere over there Oh, please uh, do over there at least yeah. in the group chat <laughs> oh heck, yeah marianne and i as buttercup and uh wesley um oh go. that's so perfect I could always tell who the cool people were. We went out and about in West Palm, um, that Halloween. And I I knew who the cool people were this like big downtown block party, because anyone that was like, Hey, Wesley, Hey, buttercup. (laughs) I was like, yeah, you're good people. And then people were like, Hey, it's Zorro. And, and, you know, somebody, and I'm like, boo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, granted like Wesley does look like Zorro, but like Marianne had like a really nice replica of like the, the red dress, like, um, you know hair done up the right way so anyway that's a very long-winded way of saying um i've loved this movie since i was 10 and no i did not know that it was uh like the self-referential stuff didn't really occur to me until like probably like you know second third viewing as i was a little older so
1: chris it's uh it's funny you mentioned zorro this is just a small aside but um carrie always will talk about like getting injured a couple times on set and apparently the guys at the hospital just called him zorro
2: (laughs) nice (laughs) that's great i love it
1: what about you will
2: i definitely haven't seen it as many times as chris um i haven't read the book and i probably saw this when i was younger man i don't think i was as young as nine but definitely i want to say maybe middle school that's when i saw it the first time and i liked it i think it's funny just the reaction though about the (laughs) about uh i think for me, I appreciated listening to like the kid when he would get frustrated with the grandfather about reading the book, like just all his reactions to like the, oh this is a kissing story, or like when he straight up was like Jesus, Grandpa, what did you read me this thing for? <laughs> like, that is my favorite line, in the entire film from him is just his reactions to everything that's going. The, the cuts back and forth. Uh, I loved it. Um, oh,
1: especially when he thinks that Inc. is marrying her. He's like, hold yeah, on, hold up, that, that that's not you're right. telling it wrong. <laughs> because it's such a relatable kid thing right (laughs) yeah
2: we're just like wait no 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 the good guy's supposed to win this is the this is not the right story yeah (laughs) so definitely Um, I think that I don't remember and my mom was the one who recommended it to me I don't remember if there was any preface behind the what to expect because sometimes she would tell me a little bit about what I was getting into such as 2001 a space odyssey like prepare yourself (laughs) I don't know if there was any sort of like uh primer for going into watching the the princess bride it was more just like a a little goofy a little satirical but that was probably about the gist of it and yeah no really enjoyed it um i love i i i like how it tries to be serious in some parts and then completely embraces not being serious in other parts. Like, especially with like Billy Crystal as as Miracle Max is, like, amazing. <laughs> and I think I appreciated that a lot more the older that I got. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a great movie. I would recommend it to anybody to watch at least once, even if you're not big into that kind of stuff. But, yeah, definitely give it a shot.
1: Yeah, I, I, I despite seeing this so many times, I still laugh as soon as Billy Crystal gets on the screen. <laughs> oh, yeah i just i can't know. help myself it's it's great do you guys have yeah. like a favorite character or favorite I mean, scene
0: Ooh. miracle max is pretty up there for me just is like a nice mld you know the mutton lettuce and tomato when the mutton <laughs> is lean the tomato's <laughs> ripe oh they're so perky like i don't know i'm with you like for a small character he does a huge impression
1: oh yeah um
0: we're talking main characters it's gotta be inigo and it can I think be anyone I'm, I'm slightly skewed by the book too, like because you get like his whole backstory in a little more detail. Oh yes. Um. Yeah.
2: So, like, that's my favorite, I think. But I, I, I recognize that I'm influenced by like some book knowledge. But I gotta give Carol Kane a shout out if we're gonna talk about Miracle Max. Oh yeah, um, because I think she's also amazing, and I'm hysterical. not even your wife. <laughs> I. <laughs> I just I think I think she is in anything I've ever seen her in. She is always so much energy and so much fun to watch and so that's no exception in this um i don't know i gotta throw out some love for andre the giant man Uh, i gotta throw out some love for his character because i mean he is he's always just so like i don't know good natured he's always happy (laughs) even like all the weird stuff that goes on around him he's just even keel he's not worried about anything he's just kind of like all right this is what we're doing and he might be a little he might get lost along the way with some things but he's just i don't know he's always got everybody's back when he can so
1: his uh his friendship with inigo is very touching yeah
0: he looks like he would give an amazing hug too like he would just lift you up and be like oh
2: (laughs) I would love to. Uh, I'd love to just strap on his back, and he can haul me up the side of a cliff, and we'll see how far we get. You know, <laughs> my way is not very sportsmanlike. <laughs> 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 well,
0: uh, yeah, his general disposition is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. For me, uh, I'm also pretty biased towards Inigo Montoya just because I read the book, and you learn a lot more about him. But also just um, very genuine passion that he shows and it's it's interesting that his quest it's not obviously not like the main quest um of the film because that's you know rescuing buttercup but his his quest is also like a fairly what well, seems like a very stereotypical revenge plot um but and this is a little behind the scenes factoid that hopefully doesn't spoil anything for will's game later but um yeah. he uh he revealed that his own father M- mandy patenkin's father uh actually died right before filming um of cancer and he uh sort of went outside before filming that scene where he finally does confront the six-finger man and like talk to his dad and kind of framed it in his head like i didn't get to like you know fight the cancer but this is me essentially doing that um and so when he's like screaming that you know he doesn't want anything he just wants his dad back you son of a bitch that's very earnest and heartfelt and it really comes through um mm. and yeah that you can see videos if i'm talking about it i always get ch- choked up when i watch but um yeah so i i love the character in in large part, just because Mandy Patinkin is so genuine in it, uh, but also because of all the background that you get in the novel. Um, I also just I, I love Peter Falk um, <laughs> as as the grandfather. He's he's great. It's um, like kind of the platonic ideal of a grandfather, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, and also, I loved Colombo. I watched that a lot yes. as a kid too. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So it was cool to see him. I think I think the first time I watched this, I actually said Columbo when he walked on screen. <laughs> it's like, what's he doing here? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Excellent.
1: Um and then of course we have Carrie Elvis as, as Wesley and Robin Wright as Buttercup, which I think both of those roles are are perfectly cast. Um I love how much Robin commits to her lines as well, because they could come off as very naive and ridiculous um, a lot of the time, but she's just... Her her loyalty and determination do really come through in her line delivery, so it, I think it avoids being too cheesy um, in that way. Yeah, it is it is very hard to pick a favorite character. Vizzini is also great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's like uh they're very good at making him easy easy to hate like the only thing they could have done is made him like kick a dog or something but <laughs> <laughs> uh the whole battle of wits scene like really stood out to me as a kid as well um in part because, like, that's totally kid logic to go and point behind someone and be like, "Hey, what is that over there?"
0: <laughs> yeah, that's always a head scratcher for me, though. Like, um, I'm glad I have you two to bounce. Like, why if he has the ultimate say over who drinks what? Like, why does he do that? It's always bothered me. So, uh, Marianne and I will always come up empty on it. Is it just just for for jokes? Like, uh, is it just to be silly or?
1: I, I want to hear Will's take. My take is that it's partly a joke, partly he is so confident he knows which glass it is that he wants to like see the um like satisfaction on Wesley's face when he thinks that he's chosen wrong. Gotcha. Before he kills over and dies, I feel like Vizini would would be into that. <laughs> so it's more
0: more about <laughs> making Wesley think he's you know uh, Vizzini uh, is going to die and then mm. revealing that like in fact it's Wesley
1: based okay. on how the rest of the scene plays out I would say that, that. Makes sense. I also think yeah. it's just supposed to be funny
2: <laughs> yeah
1: okay I don't know we'll what do you that. think well
2: <laughs> no, I, I mostly just thought it was for for laughs so but I actually like your theory with that
1: getting into the mind of Vizzini
2: <laughs> mm, yeah Very, very uh, convoluted.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Truly,
0: you have a dizzying intellect. Yeah.
1: That's such a such a great like backhanded compliment. (laughs) I feel like I could just kind of rant about this movie for ages. So I do, I do want to give us like some direction um, in terms of what this draws upon from action film and fantasies, stories and uh, romance. Um, how do you guys feel this played with those kind of tropes? Um, obviously, I think it went together beautifully, but I, I am inviting criticism this, this one time, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is a safe space. Whatever yeah. you say in the next five minutes, it's safe anything after that five minutes
1: <laughs>
2: there will be consequences <laughs> I'll let you go first of all if you like I think the movie does a good job of balancing them out I don't think that it ever really gets overly cheesy um, I think there's enough humor to balance out You know, you've got the love story but you've also got the action you try to touch on all the tropes that were mentioned at the beginning without like Hamming it up too terribly much, but still keeping it very lighthearted. Um, I don't know. I I think that actually, what may what you said at the beginning with the the fact that so much goes on in this film, in such, I mean, it feels like it's not a whole lot of time passes. Like it's all very quick, and there's a whole lot going on. But at the same time, it it feels just resolved. It feels like it's just enough of each of the parts. It's not too much of anything. And you never really feel like time is dragging with the pace or with the storytelling. And so I really appreciated that. Um, and I think overall it's, it does very well what it set out to do, which was, you know, have the little side stories, have these characters, but they all have a resolution in the end that works for what they need. And, you know, you get the the comeuppance for the villain that you want for Inigo and uh, you get a love story where everybody makes it out okay and and so yeah I think overall it does a really good job I never really felt like it was it was too much in one direction or the other
1: no I was just gonna say that is a very even-handed take take thank you Will
2: <laughs> and not not trying to glaze over anything for the sense of safe space I actually did really, <laughs> yeah. that is how I really feel about it so <laughs>
1: yeah
0: I think what makes this movie work so well for me is that like it winks at you a lot. It even goes so far as to, I think both of you have said it, uh, uh, like outline like the the sort of tropes that it's going to play with. So it tells you in advance that we're going to be in this playground, like um, with all these things that you're very familiar with. And then it pulls this brilliant trick of being ultra earnest in some moments and like double daring you to like not care and be invested, right? Yeah. And... I think that's really, really smart and nuanced and and difficult to pull off, but I think they do it really beautifully. And um, I love uh, that in kind of uh, laying bare those those tropes, um, it's kind of telling you like, uh, or I guess confirming for you that the reason that we tend to like these sort of movies is that familiarity of like, Mm-hmm. Yes, I've seen this story a hundred times before. I don't care. Like that's part of what makes it's that universal appeal of uh, sort of having a formula, and you know, sometimes we just want to see the bad guy go down, the, the the couple get together at the end, and everything to work out happily ever after. Yes, we know it's cheesy, but it's nonetheless appealing. There's a there's a, an appeal to that. So um, I just think this movie works wonderfully um, because of that.
1: For me um I think we're given a promise early on in the film that from Wesley that nothing can get in the way of true love even death. And it's um I mean when we're thinking about like sort of comfortable story comfortable story arcs and comfortable tropes um that's kind of the 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 comfort promise there cuz they they kill him not once but twice in this mm-hmm. film. <laughs> um but the promise is that true love you know can surpass death and what what do you know he's writing off with buttercup by the end of the film uh having died twice <laughs> and i like that the film delivers on that promise in a way that is such a far stretch and very funny and um Yeah, just I think plays with an audience expectation of like, oh, this is an action film or this is a romance film. So we're going to see XYZ. And it's like, yeah, you will end up with your happy ending. You will end up seeing all these cool action things, but it's not going to be the way you expect whatsoever. Um, I also just love the. The, the way the dialogue is it's very tongue-in-cheek but there is I don't think a single extraneous line like there is no filler dialogue every single line matters and has either plus significance or tells you something interesting about the characters like the banter back and forth that I love between uh, Inigo and Wesley as they're dueling you find out that they're both you know very honorable men they are unfortunately uh opposed to one another because of their missions but they're both very honorable men who are very skilled at what they do and are both not left-handed um and then you also have scenes uh like the ending which i do want to get your guys's take on uh where wesley has to pull off this major bluff to prince humperdinck in order to <laughs> <laughs> save the day <laughs>
0: talk about promises I love how he says it won't be the last and then just it's a series of like insults along with the bluff like you know (laughs) it's possible pig like and he just keeps like every time he spits out a line um I love that because a it's just funny to hear him like you know call him different names but be like when you like you realize that the prior line is like it won't be the last like he's making good on that promise, <laughs> like, exactly
1: By like, like continuing to
0: <laughs> hurl insults at him while bluffing so sorry anyway
1: no that's a great point like uh, a big part of the comfort of the film is the fact that it makes these kind of outrageous promises but manages to keep them in really funny ways um what did you think of that kind of bluff scene i um i was trying to remember back to when i first watched this i was also very young so the memory is a bit shady but i remember uh being extremely impressed at least as a child at uh his ability to kind of put on a brave front in that moment uh looking back on it now it just it's, it's almost shakespearean in the way that the <laughs> bluff and insults are uh, crafted so i i'd say it holds up pretty well
0: yeah i mean it's it's one of my favorite parts there's such an intensity when he stands up and says drop your sword you know um it's believable even knowing uh that he's incapable of fighting, like in that moment, like that, like, oh, this this dude could kick your ass. And it helps, of course, that he's kind of demonstrated time and again that he's uh more than capable of handling danger. So I think his reputation's preceding him a little bit there and helping him out. But um
2: yeah, I, I, love, I love it. I mean, it's uh it's a great bit of acting from Carrie Ells. I think the first time I watched it, I really thought that maybe he would be able to fight. Like, suddenly he would have all of his, you know, his faculties back and he'd be able to take him on, which just goes to show how much it was convincing enough. Although I was pretty (laughs) young. So that's arguable one way or the other about it. But still, I, uh, oh, I agree. I'd have, I can't think of anything else to add to what you guys have already said. I thought it's very believable and that it is. It it goes to show just how confident Wesley can be about when he <laughs> wants to pretend to be something that other people don't know who he, like you know for instance his his real identity when he was portraying the Dread Pirate Roberts and now to be able to um, to convince Humperdinck that he can kick his ass absolutely I believe it. <laughs>
1: And you just reminded me of the whole mask thing and also looking at your background. Um, do you think that was like a nod to Clark Kent or just to be extra ridiculous, the fact that his his love of his life can't recognize him because he has a mask over his eyes? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: nice. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely a shout out to like simpler iterations of like concealed identity where like you didn't have to... Do Anything too elaborate like in those old plays or films or serial adventures or whatever, where that was just like that was good enough, or like to your point, Superman. Uh, I'm sorry, who are you? Like,
2: just the glasses, yeah. like,
1: dude, is this oh, hey, it's that guy, dork, you know, like, yeah. where did Superman go? <laughs>
2: yeah. Or like Batman with like a grapply voice versus just talking like Bruce Wayne. Yeah.
1: Another scene I do want to talk about before. I guess, turning it over to to trivia and final thoughts is um, when Inigo is confronting the six-figured man. Um, Obviously, I talked a bit about the background for that. I don't think there's too much use in, like, maybe in in ranking the different sword fighting scenes. I mean, there could be, but um, Hmm. what, what, what did you guys think of that scene compared to, like, the earlier sword fight between Wesley and Inigo, where that first sword fight To me, it's very much the two just kind of like testing each other and almost like uh, kind of like sparring for sport and just to kind of push each other's limits. Whereas uh, when he's taking on the six fingered man, it's um, I mean, clearly. uh, Count Rugen is playing underhandedly, but Mm -hmm. it just the, the tone is so different, right?
2: And I always feel like the villains always want to play dirty. They always have like a knife or something that they conceal that they want to use to fight dirty. So right off the bat, man, when he throws it and stabs him right in the gut, I I remember, I think the first time I watched that, I thought, oh, he's gonna die. (laughs) Like, oh crap. And there's a lot of blood, I think, surprisingly, for this film. When people get stabbed, there's actually like suddenly it's like a quick take, and the next take you see of their arm, it's like their whole sleeve is bloody. So I think that was surprising to me too. The first time I saw that, um, but yeah, like the like the initial fight scene that we get, it's all very playful and entertaining. And then the second one, it's very serious, very like, okay, this is to the death, and who is really going to bite the bullet on this? Or I guess the sword blade. So uh, yeah, a lot, uh, a lot quicker, a less playful and deadlier. And yeah, I mean that final. Line from Montoya right before he stabs a man—it's just—it's intense.
0: Yeah, I I um really like the uh the intensity obviously like in the acting. Um, there's like this great uh I don't know—it's like a mid-distance shot where he's kind of like leaning on the table, and his hand seems to be like uh, kind of instinctively like blocking, like mm-hmm. you know he can barely stand. And I, I just, I've always enjoyed that because it's like he's running on like pure instinct and adrenaline like he's very hurt Mm -hmm. and I, i just love how his hands like popping up to to block the sword blows um i've always really enjoyed that and uh yeah it just like speaks to i guess his desire to see his like mission through that he's like you know not mortally wounded but he's seriously hurt and is still able to um yeah finish the job um, and come out victorious uh the the matching slashes obviously is mm. a really nice touch uh he's kind of returning that wound in kind and mm-hmm. um i've always kind of noticed that uh it, kind of in a han shot first way like uh count rugen's the one that like goes to attack him and then like he that's when he like lands the killing blow so he doesn't mm do it on like a defense list you know what i mean like um so i think that yeah. helps kind of keep the audience right there with them and like that it's like it's not cold-blooded it's like that mortal blow that he deals count rugens and and still in self-defense you know um so yeah a lot of little touches i really like that scene though
1: it also kind of recontextualizes the first fight for me because it, you see how Inigo fights when he is really trying to kill someone and yeah. it becomes apparent to me at least that you know the fact didn't even land like a grazing blow on Wesley obviously Wesley is a very powerful sword fighter but also I think it's just I don't think he ever intended to actually kill Wesley I think he was just trying to dissuade him enough to stop following them if mm-hmm. that's my little pet theory
0: his heart certainly is not in it you know yeah <laughs> in the Wesley fight <laughs>
1: Well, I could keep talking about this uh, for hours, but I will spare you guys and our listeners. Um, Are there any final thoughts you guys have about The Princess Bride?
0: Just if you've not seen this movie and you watch or listen to this podcast, like you owe it to yourself. Like, just trust me. If you've ever thought, (laughs) oh, it looks cheesy or um, I don't know, like it doesn't look like something I'd be into. Like, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. So this is just my appeal to you to like give it a shot like as as May has already said it's it's less than an hour and 40 minutes like what do you got to lose like i guarantee like you've you've watched sporting events or um i don't know like youtube videos probably that are well maybe this podcast is one of them i don't know
2: (laughs) that are are longer and worse than the princess bride i guarantee you so if you're listening to us right now you can handle the princess bride that's all exactly (laughs) Um, but it is just one of the all-time greats (laughs) it is one of the all-time
0: greats so there's my appeal to you that's all i have to add I can't top that.
2: No, I'm not I'm not following that act.
1: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Then uh, all I will add is if you've ever heard, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Then you need to see this movie.
2: <laughs> That's right. Agreed. Someone say that something is inconceivable. <laughs> <It's not> inconceivable. <laughs> I do
1: not think that word means what you think it means.
0: <laughs> yep. We got to do a final or a favorite line then. If I mean, if we're gonna just go through that real quick, I true, feel like true, that, true. Uh, that, that would be a good way to polish this off. So, no, go ahead. You can, I'm you can go
1: first, Chris, because nope, I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> no,
0: I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's hard to narrow it down.
1: I, I know what I want to say, but I'm also afraid <laughs> I'm gonna get a word wrong, so I am pulling it up real quick.
0: um I don't know if this is like my all-time favorite, but it's the one I quote the most, and it's very silly. So, and um, he goes trying to cheer up Fezzik, who's just been chastised by Vizini for uh, like thinking. So mm-hmm. he's they're doing like a rhyme game. And, oh yeah, uh, you know, and he's like, "No more rhyming now. I mean it." Anybody want to beat it? (laughs) Yeah. I I say that all the time. Like, I don't know why, but it's, it it has been stuck in my brain since I was 10. Um, And it's just one of those things that I say sometimes to to cheer myself up or just to add a little bit of, uh, you know, humor to a situation. So I can't say that's my all time favorite, but that's the first one that comes to mind that's like an example of just the silliness that this movie is.
1: Um, My favorite is definitely just. The, the the repeated speech by Inigo but and I think an underrated one which is a quick back and forth between Miracle Max and Valerie after they've gotten the magical pill from them is uh Max says have fun storming the castle and Valerie asks yeah. if she if, if he thinks it'll work and he says it would take a miracle mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good I like the exchange between Inigo and Wesley slash the dread Pirate Roberts when after they're right before they start to fight um when indigo says you seem a decent fellow i hate to kill you and wesley tells him you seem a decent fellow i hate to die
1: it's <laughs> just really I, re- I like that little
2: that little banter that they have
1: such gentlemen
2: yeah yeah they just seem to have a really good time chatting before you know they they try to fight each other so
0: <laughs> it's also a great inversion of what you would expect him to say which is like you see Matisse I hate to kill you right like, mm-hmm. like
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right well thank you guys for indulging me on my favorite film thank um, you I am I'm ready for this trivia well I'm excited to see what kind of what kind of questions you got for us
2: Uh in true fashion, my questions will either be amazing or they will be awful. But one way or the other, (laughs) they will happen and something will come of it. So um I have six questions for you. They are you have a couple different answers to give for about four of them, and then the last of them are true-false questions. So
1: cool. I'm just I'm closing my tabs so I can't cheat. uh,
0: No cheating. (laughs) I got my hand on the whiskey, I promise.
2: Nice. (laughs) All i right. have
1: my hand on my diet sprite
2: <laughs> noise so the the our princess bride themed questions uh shall begin question number one carrie elwes wasn't originally considered for the role of wesley back when they were producing or when they were starting production of it um, so which of these two stars was actually considered instead was it a colin firth or b Gary Oldman
1: I think I know but I want to give Chris a chance
2: (laughs) I don't this will be a shot in the dark
0: I'd like to (laughs) think it would be Gary Oldman that would be wicked um because like that would predate anything that like I like can recall him being even in a small role but I'm gonna say Colin Firth like is the most analogous to me to like what they're looking for but I hope I'm wrong
1: <laughs> I i am also going to say Colin Firth.
2: Cool. The answer is. You are both correct. It is Colin Firth.
1: Hey. Oh. Yeah, and also,
0: Boo.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Show some respect to my, my man, Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, Gary. Ah, uh, so next we come to Wallace Sean. Who played Vizzini, as we've been talking about? Uh, very memorable role as well as voice. Uh, for anybody who's ever heard him talk, uh, you will probably always recognize his voice in anything that he's in. Uh, but apparently, he's also he was also very anxious on set when they were filming The Princess Bride because he kept worrying that if he screwed up badly enough, he was going to get canned by the uh, the director. Mostly because he found out who was originally planned to be in his role. Was the person who was considered for that role besides him, A, Warwick Davis, or B, Danny DeVito?
1: I'm going to let Chris go first on this one again. (laughs) Uh,
0: I'll say Warwick Davis, just because he's British, and I think they shot this in and around the British Isles. So that's my only (laughs) logic.
1: (laughs) I am fairly certain it was, in fact, Danny DeVito.
0: That would make more sense,
2: actually, for, like, who that character
1: is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the answer is Danny DeVito.
1: Hey. Well
2: done. Hey, hey. All right. So we are at one and two. May in the lead right now. All right. Question number three, the final scene that we get in the film originally had a different ending to it that got scrapped. Uh, So before we get the ending that we're all familiar with now, what was originally going to happen? Was it A, the grandson, who's played by Fred Savage, imagining himself as the Dread Pirate Roberts? Or is it B, the grandson, again, um, this time walking to his window, and seeing Fezzik, Inigo, Wesley, and Buttercup all riding on their white horses. Am I going first this time?
1: I I also know this one. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's okay. I, I mean, it is your favorite movie. I feel like that is totally fair. I'm going to say. I also think B. I read the
1: same article. Will did.
0: <laughs> nah, uh, that's okay. Th- that just like that that gives you extra fan points. Um, I'm going to say B. <laughs>
1: Um, remind me which was A and which was B again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So it's either the grandson (laughs) imagines himself as the dread pirate Roberts, or he walks to his window and sees Fezick, the Eagle Wesley, and Buttercup on their horses.
1: Yeah, he walks to the window.
2: Okay. Is that your final answer? no i'm kidding Uh, you're both you're you're both yeah
0: (laughs) you're both get us another copyright strike why don't you (laughs) uh
2: nice all right two two three next gary always had an accident as you mentioned there are a few accidents well i won't say one accident but um in this particular accident that happened on set um before he was being referred to as zorro the (laughs) he broke a a part on his body that he originally tried to conceal (laughs) from the director uh so was that a a broken toe or b a broken finger they're both pretty concealable considering his costume
0: um i'm gonna say
2: finger
1: I'm going to say Big Toe.
2: <laughs> I don't believe Big Toe was the answer. No, I'm just, I kid, I kid. <laughs> it was a broken toe, and I think you got oh. the Big Toe. So, yep. Nice. If well I remember done. correctly,
1: I, wait, are there any more questions about this incident?
2: No uh perhaps the the one where he gets knocked unconscious is what you're referring to or
1: uh no i was just gonna say if i remember correctly he broke it using andre the giant's atv
2: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) wow that's pretty awesome like a boss (laughs) (laughs) that's great yeah no, so it's like if i remember reading correctly in certain scenes you can kind of see like that's the wh- reason why he kind of walks a little funny is because he was trying to hide the fact when they were filming mm-hmm. initially and then the director eventually found out anyway or he told him or and it was okay but i guess he was like really nervous he was going to get recast <laughs> so, Uh unless i misread that but that was pretty hilarious yeah Oh man, that would happen sometimes
0: they like especially like i feel like more in the 80s like now like if it's a big enough star they'll pause production or shoot Mm -hmm. other stuff like if there's scenes without that star but like there's a lot of famous examples of people getting like canned in the 80s for one reason or another and uh, having to recast michael bean and aliens is like probably my favorite one not because like it's particularly interesting, um, in, in like what happened. So James Remar, who people may know as Dexter Morgan's father and Dexter uh, Harry, um, had a terrible drug problem, and uh, like stepped away from the the role. What I think is interesting about that particular story is that like all of the cast and crew covered for him for like decades and just mm-hmm. said that like it was uh you know. Um, I don't know like anything besides that like they really allowed him a lot of grace and to kind of tell that story mm. when he was ready and then like when he was ready to talk about it he was the one that got to kind of reveal that and I thought like that's a bit of sweetness and like privacy that is not typical of Hollywood whatsoever and it was just no kind of, like, that's
1: just, that's just beautiful sealed. actually yeah
0: yeah like all those people kind of keeping that like to themselves um, sparing him the embarrassment and um you know letting him discuss it on his own terms so i may Ooh. not have won the trivia game in <laughs> formally but there you go yeah.
1: <laughs> chris this, I is the only, like... this is the only film i could beat you on trivia.
0: that's not true at all but no you're like well played and like i said you totally deserve i mean it's your favorite movie so Wait, i would expect no less last... is
1: that is that that the ending is that all the questions? I over yet? Chris? Oh, I thought you, said you had six. I thought you said you had six. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm
2: sorry. Uh, just unless, like coming at the end of Star concede, Trek too. No, 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 no. I don't
0: Chris, concede. I will play this out. I will. I will wind the golf if I have to. Like
1: for your you, uh, you, you you seem a decent fellow. I hate to beat
0: you. <laughs> you seem a, a decent lady. Uh, I hate to be beaten. I guess. <laughs>
2: Uh, I'll,
1: I'll accept fellow. Villa. Fellow is fine. All right, let's go.
2: Sweet. All right, true or false? Arnold Schwarzenegger was originally planned to be the character of Fezick before Andre the Giant. False. True. The answer is true. Ah. That but one blew my mind.
1: Learning that it's right? amazing.
2: <laughs> but apparently, when they finally got around to getting things together to start production, he had already his career had taken off so much that they couldn't afford him. So that's a like good
1: show. Dreamcast candidate right there. What Arnold Schwarzenegger was doing. <laughs> oh
2: man! Can you Imagine. Would have been great.
0: I will. Um, right. I'm going to put in like a little photo over here. <laughs> if you've never seen it google uh andre the giant arnold schwarzenegger and wilt chamberlain standing like next to each other yes it, oh yeah
2: it, oh, it's, it, so it's cool. an amazing contrast of like size but anyway also true or false the names of the fencing moves and styles that wesley and inigo montoya mentioned to each other while they're dueling are all real
1: i don't know this one this is a toss up
0: I'll say uh, see, it's hard because like some of the countries are fake in this, but then they make reference to Spain and stuff in the movies, so hard. I'll say
1: true I and I'm gonna Sorry. say false.
2: The answer is true, so hey. congratulations Chris. one more point. <laughs> noise you
1: invested me <laughs>
2: <laughs> on one so yeah i mean that's five to three congratulations babe for taking well played it.
1: thank yeah, you thank excellent. you i'll well play it to you too now i kind of want to know what a, a grippa is <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah that's excellent well the only other thoughts that i have to add thinking of if neither of you have seen it before or to our listeners out there if you perhaps have never heard of this back and I don't know when it was so bear with me as I try to pull up some facts on the internet but there was a time where a bunch of actors got together and did like a remake it's not really a remake but it's like uh yeah it's a remake shot on Cell phones, iPhones, smartphones, whatever. Uh, Going back and reenacting, basically, not necessarily I would say shot for shot, but scene by scene of the film, and then they spliced it all together and made a a reproduction of it. And it actually has, I think, uh, Rob Reiner and I think his father in it too. At the very end of it, it's really sweet. But yeah, there's a pretty good Vanity Fair article that talks about the, the, as they called it, the celebrity-filled fan film version of The Princess Bride and it was done let's see
1: i think during covid right
2: i think so But like early covid yeah back in do, 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 do. yeah i mean the article was published around june of 2020 so back they did the idea as a way to stay busy during lockdown and also raising funds for world central kitchen charity so if you ever get a chance it's got a lot of really cool folks that got together um, to reenact these scenes, just using, you know, basic whatever props they could find, and just some of the acting and goofiness is—I mean, it's amazing. Especially if you are familiar with the film, and like we've talked about the stuff that we've discussed in the podcast, just watching that reproduced in that version and being able to identify and know who those characters were, despite the fact that they changed like every scene into different actors. <laughs> it's amazing. It is, if you are looking for something that's short, it is not. It is basically like watching the entire film only with this reproduction. So if you have time, I would absolutely recommend it. Uh, my wife's family was kind enough to share this when we hung out the most recent time together, and it was hilarious. So... Uh, yeah just I'll a post shout a out link. to that
0: i'll yeah. put it in the description um so if you're interested you can find it pretty easily maybe put a little clip in um just uh for shits and giggles to give a little little taste i'll try to comb through and find something
1: good so this is chris saying that if you're an audio listener you should become a youtube watcher
2: if you're in such a hurry you could lower a rope or a tree branch or find something useful to do i could do that in fact I, i've got some rope here But I don't think you would accept my help since I am just waiting around to kill you. That does put a damper on our relationship. I promise you will reach the top alive. That's very comforting. But I'm afraid you'll just have to wait. I hate waiting. I I could give you my word as a Spaniard. No good. I've known too many Spaniards. So you cannot find another way to trust me? Nothing comes to mind. I swear on the soul of my father, Domingo Montoya,
1: you will reach that upper life. Throw me the rope.
0: That's where all the good okay. stuff happens anyway. On the YouTube.
2: Yes. You can't <laughs> see the board if you don't watch the show, guys. Come on now.
0: Speaking of the board, shall we uh, find yeah. out what our next movie is going to be?
1: I just, just wanted to please. thank Will for his game. That was
0: very fun. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. Uh I, I love doing these one-offs. Like sometimes I think it's a it's a fun way to keep the theme going. So nice job, man.
2: You're welcome. And thank you guys for playing. And also excellent job to both of you for going head to head on that. And also again, <laughs> May, thank you very much again for the recommendation. This film is great.
1: Of course. I will Agreed. recommend it to anyone anytime. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, little caveat here, uh, if there's a cut, it's only because we drew a May card. May has had three in a row. So, uh, blessedly, <laughs> um have been able to to catch up <laughs> to, like, to Will and I. So, uh, if there's a cut, that's why. Otherwise, um, hopefully, Lady Luck is kind to us and, um, you know, keeps it uh, interesting and, uh, and equal. Uh, I love how statistically, like, things swung back the other way. That's good to know that stats still work, I guess. <laughs> in the postcode no- word <laughs> all right so that was a may card so uh you're seeing me shuffle again and here we go just so it's all continuous we are going to draw another may okay, okay. No.
1: well let me see who it is i'm not going to put it
0: down on top of the stack <laughs> um it is it's a will card so oh, nice. um we are in the clear. It is a camp or cringe? Yes. Yes, and my
1: favorite category.
0: The film is going to be Slither. So nice. James James Gunn, right? It's uh, James Gunn directed.
2: I believe so. James Gunn stars Nathan Fillion if I recall correctly. Michael
0: Rooker um who plays Yondu in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's why I think it's a James Gunn movie, but um, but yes, this is a sci-fi horror comedy. Um, this is the best way mm. I can categorize this. That is very gross in a funny way. So it is not like realistic gore, it's more about creepy crawly, like oozy stuff. Um, yep. That's my little tease. Uh, you feel
2: free to add anything that you want since you nominated the movie, Will, but that's that's all I got. <laughs> it's like if you if you happen to remember anything about the film now is your time to share it
1: (laughs) elizabeth
0: thanks too right she's in it right if i remember right she's yes yes the the principal yeah Yeah.
1: i know nothing about this um and i'm excited slash terrified
0: (laughs) don't watch it during dinner and um
1: easy mm -hmm. easy
0: (laughs) that's my only advice to you
2: uh does a dog die Oh good question. Oh, damn. I, I don't sure. feel good about the chances but don't I mean I'd rather err on the side of no he's not I gonna feel... make it.
1: You you've I, lied to me before Will. I know I'm trying to like, I
2: feel like I'm, there I'm is some animal bad.
0: violence but I don't know if it has to do with a dog um
2: oh, since we're.
1: Is it something that slithers? Oh nice somebody <laughs>
2: says yes we see multiple mutilated hold on please hold.
1: Oh oh <laughs> is there a dead
2: animal yes we see multiple mutilated and bloody animal corpses of cats slash dogs etc yeah there's a lot uh, of, okay. a lot of a lot of um a lot of dogs die very dogs graphic, graphic. As somebody else posted <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah i i will close ellie's eyes while i watch this it's
2: <laughs> perhaps uh <laughs> we will watch an early cut of this and then tell you like the timestamps of the mm, baby don't maybe just skip
0: <laughs> on this uh does the dog die website it's literally like the i don't know it's not even 10 down does a dragon die
1: <laughs> <One of> the,
2: <laughs> yes <one of> the- <laughs> I love it. Are I there spiders? Is someone stuck? Is a child abused? Does a dragon die?
1: Some yep. of the categories are really funny, depending on the film. <laughs> like, uh, head uh, squashed. I was I was watching uh Wreck, when we were doing Wreck and I looked up Wreck just because I knew yep. it was gonna be like fairly bloody and I just wanted to prepare myself. And one of the questions was, is like Santa Claus's actual <laughs> existence disputed or something like that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> i got in really big trouble in school one time uh, oh, i'm not gonna share yes. it on the podcast but off the podcast i will tell you about it uh, i felt really terrible um oh god I, I spoiled for somebody that santa wasn't real so that's all that's all i'm gonna say
1: oh you um, monster chris <laughs> uh,
0: the context of it is like i i actually feel quite bad it wasn't like a you know a 14 year old kid where i'm like get with the program come on um no, it was actually an actual child and i felt bad but anyway i'll tell you that full story off <laughs> off, off <laughs> mike it was an actual
2: child <laughs>
1: We're uh, we're going to go to Chris's confessional after this. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> <Right>. podcast.
2: Like. <laughs> yeah, that's the so for those of you who sign up to our Patreon, you'll get 15 extra minutes where Chris talks about that time he traumatized a fellow classmate about <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> after
0: well, that started. seems like a good spot to uh, <laughs> to bring it to a close um thanks for listening as always watching as always uh we we really do hope you're enjoying it um please uh give us a like share and subscribe interact with us on social media at ScreenQuestPod pod on twitter and uh as far as you folks will know like everything will come out on a regular schedule um but i am taking a vacation for a week so probably won't be very uh active on social media because i will be disconnected from the world but i hope everyone has a great time while i'm gone and i uh, can't wait to talk about slither and hear what you uh think of it may you've got a little extra time because of my vacation so if you need to like <laughs> break it into chunks or uh work yourself up to it, it should be fine but uh until wait, next week
2: break it into chunks uh, yeah, just to be clear, yeah. <laughs> very bad choice of words yeah be lots suppose. of chunks my dude alright yeah. I'll, I'll
1: i'll take my time with it
0: <laughs> it's fun though i mean at least it's not like i will say like i know i'm like backpedaling here and like uh, going down another tangent but which i want to do but like it, it, it's not like masochistic like or I no. like sadistic i should say like it, no. it's fun like it is a fun yeah. movie like Wait, does that mean
1: um, it is masochistic?
0: <laughs> well, you might be masochistic. like if you like,
1: uh,
2: if you're guess, really like, into watching. But God no,
0: like it's God. not. It's not like a, I don't know, like something like hostile. Think more yeah. like Cabin in the Woods. Like uh, that's like okay. the best kind of analogy I could kind of draw between like the tone of it. Not as meta, but like still, like it is like mm-hmm. that kind of horror where it's like it is very fun. Yep. All right.
1: Perfect for you know. Or did it just September. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of which, here's a little tease for the audience. Uh, we may have a little something, something special for October uh, mm-hmm. for all you listeners. We might um, be doing something a little Halloween theme for the month. So more on that uh, to come. But until next time, we love you. Have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys.